Is there anything you need to want to say right now? Anybody? I'm truly sorry. I'm so sorry. I want to support you in that, and I feel your heart, and I know what you mean. But by the time you leave here, I want to support you in getting to the place where you can say, forgive me. Because as long as you claim yourself to be sorry, you will be half the man that you were born to be. Hmm. Okay, stop singing. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all are not sorry. If you're Where's seeking forgiveness, say forgive me. Forgive me. Where's the power? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta turn it around. Turn it around. Turn the wig around. <laughs> okay. Mm. That was Auntie Ayala. Mm-hmm. Telling one of her her healing seekers to not say I'm sorry, but to say forgive me. Which episode was this? Was this like a recent I th- one? It was the episode where the man had killed um, his children's mother. <gasps> yeah. Bo? Mm-hmm. Was that Bo? Mm-hmm. That was Bo. <sighs> what a powerful scene when, like... It was two for me. Mm-hmm. It was when his father, like, stood up and kind of embraced him for the first time. Mm-hmm. And his son was like, oh, this is... The first time, like, my dad's hugged me. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was when Auntie was taking pictures of them throwing the football, ca- catching the football, throwing the football. Yeah. And that was their first picture together. I was just like, damn. That was a good episode. Like, some of y'all be talking about Auntie Ayala, but in her way... She's a blessing. She really be, like, breaking down some of these barriers. And, you know, she's... Yeah. I think it's... It's a lot happening, though, mm-hmm. in two days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I feel like that can be traumatic. It can be a lot. Okay. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah, I these last few episodes, um, especially, have been really good. Yes. So, yeah. I want to sit down with her. I will sit down with her one of these days. I want to be embraced. Oh, I feel like her hugs right are so fire. Right here. Yeah, but I might wind up and embracing her. And let her just rock me. Okay, I might rock her. <laughs> we, got, we, got, we both got married, too. You got Okay. All right, a little competition. Yes. <laughs> Come to so, my bosom. So y'all. how are you showing up? Let me. I just want to know what kind of shirt you're going to wear. Like, I've, just to let Auntie just know, a like flowing bitch, blouse. Um, right? You know, we we we, we, see, see, we each see each other. Okay. We, <laughs> so how are you going to show up? Probably just like a nice blouse with uh, a shawl. Okay. A and shawl. a jean. Okay. And a small heeled boot. Okay. okay? <laughs> Beloved. <laughs> Colors that are saying welcome. Or I probably just wear black. Oh, okay. Colors that say bitch don't fuck with okay. me. Okay, blacks and grays. Okay. <laughs> Showing up. Like, um, did you see the one with it was like the couple that were like all focused on the marriage? No, the wedding, but not focused on the marriage. And like mm. the the guy had like lost his leg. He was like going through oh, like some that's medical a recent issues. One. I didn't see it. And she was like, she like flipped out on Ayala. Oh. Like, so you didn't see that one. All right, so like, I'm excited you don't to get watch the, it though. Okay, yeah. When you see it, you'll you'll get. Yes. But that's how you gonna show up. Black. <laughs> but hey guys, what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast, where you may feel sorry. Okay, or you, where you might be half the man you were born to be. Okay. Mercy. 
Ooh. We're going to put you on the prayer list. Reach your potential. <laughs> but we'll never hang up on you. We actually might encourage you well, hopefully to, to reach higher. 80, now, this is the 81st episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you got some encouragement. I mean, okay. my God. We're giving you all we got. Okay. <laughs> As always, guys, I'm P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. What's up, y'all? I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Hey, find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. Yes, continue to say your love, your feedback on the episode. We really enjoy hearing from you guys. Send that to hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes, guys. And thank you so much for your ratings and reviews. Keep those suckers coming on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere that you can find a man who is 150% the man, of the man he was, he was destined to be. Born and destined okay, and to called mm-hmm. to be. Okay. Okay. Make your pussy quiver. Oh, and that too? Okay. Is that how you feeling tonight? Indeed. Okay. <laughs> What's on your mind, P. Ryan? Many things, many things. But first, do you have any <laughs> listener feedback? Uh, no, I don't have Okay, any. well then that's off my mind. Okay. Do we have a hung health tip? Um, no. No, well that's off my mind as well. So how are you? <laughs> I'm well. Um, I wanted to shout out to mom. Today's her birthday. Oh, so. happy birthday, mom! Yeah, relevant. <laughs> shout out to her lover, and um, also shout out to uh, one of my close friends, Sean. He celebrated a birthday recently as well. Happy birthday, Sean. Yes, it was such a good time chilling with him this past week. He threw a little shindig. It was like a uh, Whitney Houston wig theme party. Oh my gosh. So he ordered like um, a mic. Yeah. And and wigs. <laughs> wigs and like little shimmery background. Oh wonderful. And you know we all performed Whitney Houston numbers. It was just so great. And a few people showed up. It's like like, like someone showed up as Tony Braxton. I mean she looked amazing. Yes. She had the short cut. Yes. The little white shirt sure. and the jeans. Spaghetti strap. Yeah. Was it a? Was it like a? In, it was, in it was the like leather a, black leather like, jacket. Yeah. And the, whatever. A neck t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, sis, you know she had that. She 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 had it out with the spaghetti strap, yes. but it works. Yes. And um, one guy did uh, Mary J. Blige. Like he had the short, like blonde you wavy stop. wig from like yes. back in the day. Yes. He came in bopping with the big sunglasses. Yes. It was just really a good time. So, you know, shout out to Sean and friends. Um, he's also a good cook, so the food was real good. Amen. That sounds like a good-ass <laughs> time. It was. Um, now, what wig yeah. did you wear? So, I wore the wig that Whitney had on I'm when dying. she did the Diane Sawyer interview. <laughs> when Diane Sawyer, like, confronted homegirl about how skinny she was on the Michael Jackson special. I've always been a thin girl. I've always I, <laughs> I'm 5'7 I'm and, and, and thin. <laughs> They've always talked about me. Show me the receipts. Show me, show me the receipts. Is it Diane? Is it? Do you know? I'm so bad. Do you, you know? Wig. And Diane's reply was, no, I don't. And Whitney said, thank you. Shut the fuck up. Whitney left us with so, not just music, okay. but so Gems. many just great Gems. moments. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, mama. Yes. Oh, damn. Amen. So, 
that's it, man. Yeah. I had my nephews this week. Mm-hmm. Took care of them in the beginning of the week, so they kept me busy. A father figure. So I was this week. Okay. So, you know. And fuck Momo. That Momo shit that's going on, mm-hmm. they were, like, watching some type of fucking video. I'm like, we had taco night, mm-hmm. right? I'm making tacos. I'm chopping. I'm mixing and fixing and cooking. Yes. You know, everybody. I, I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's me, mm-hmm. right? And I see the little face, because that whatever that face is, is some demonic shit. Oh, yeah. And I play the blood. really shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Mm-hmm. Right? So I saw the face, and I was just like, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, Momo. No. The blood. <laughs> right. Like, Momo. Momo can get fucked up. Okay? It's a, Mo- it's a girl named Momo that live up the block. I don't know who the fuck that is, but... <laughs> a demon from fuck the pits that. of hell. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> Rebuke that. Get that shit out of this house. <laughs> You want to come up out of here? Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. We are the slow We are the slow We're going to eat these tacos with our heads held high if it kills us. Ooh. Hurry up and eat this dinner. We got some bisons coming up in here after this and they hungry. What's up with you? Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for asking. I love it. <laughs> and I'm just... You know, right now I am... You know, a little below the weather. You know, body wise, not under, but below. Yeah, explain. You know, my body's just aching a little bit right it's, now. Okay, but I, we gonna feel better in the name. Okay, I, I claim healing. Okay. Um, this weekend was mad fun. It was a bit of a blur. Um, but I had a great time. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. I had a great time. Um, I realized that when I'm under certain conditions, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I do this weird Mm -hmm. staring at you and smiling thing. (laughs) If I, if I think you're fine, like I, Oh, we got to work on that. that, (laughs) But then like, it led up to me telling this gentleman like, Oh, you are really fine. But his girlfriend was definitely right there. So, you know, to the best of us, I decided to take a little break off of the substances for a couple weeks, not just because of that, but because I was about to say, don't let that. Oh, no, that wouldn't stop my show. Right. Because it happens. I I I do have a half marathon coming up in a few weeks and I don't want to be sluggish. Um, And I also am in a season of a lot of deadlines. And so I just need to be sharp. And if I keep sipping wine and doing other things, then I will be not sharp. I'll be dull. Yeah. Okay. I feel you, man. So, staying sharp. Um, so we can just jump Come into on. the topic. Come on for staying sharp. Okay. Well, all right. Well, let's go, go ahead and jump. On yes. In. Jump, jump for my love. Do you know that song? <laughs> no. Jump in. It'll be the end of the. <laughs> it'll be at the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> um. So before we even like start the show. Um, I kind of want to preface this and say that, like, some people may not have the experiences that we have. Um, but the purpose of this show is not to encompass everyone's experience, but it's to kind of process our own um, and go from there. So, oh, okay. So this so, show ain't about y'all, basically, is what yeah, people are and lo- like, Or more so, I'm saying I'm not out here to advocate for the devil. I'm not playing devil's advocate today. I am just kind of, like, sharing an experience and processing it you. with you. Yeah, no, I got you. So um, I currently have a externship for school um and it's in a college counseling setting um and we 
have these seminars to kind of improve our training. And one thing I love about kind of like what I do is that while I'm out here preaching different like therapeutic tools to people and or giving therapeutic tools to people, I'm also using those tools like on myself. So it's really putting me in a place where like I just I feel like I'm just like maneuvering through life better than I used to. Um, But a recent seminar I went to kind of highlighted something that I think I just filed away and didn't address. So um, we had a seminar where we were talking about like um, the college students kind of like transition into the college space and how it includes... um, separating kind of from parents and how that's a process for the students which we kind of focus on but mm-hmm. it's also like a heavy process for the parent mm-hmm. and so we what were kind call of it emptiness emptiness syndrome yeah, yeah. if your nest is empty right because you might have a couple kids at home <laughs> 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 or something like a version of that yeah yeah or even just like missing that familiar face mm-hmm. that kind of grew up in your space that right? you raised and nurtured and mm-hmm. took care of yeah and so we um looked at the perspective of the child we looked at the perspective of the parent and we read like these poems from those various perspectives and there was one poem from like the perspective of a child that like at the end i was just bawling Hmm. right because we were also encouraged while reading those poems to kind of reflect on our own um journey in undergrad and our own journey like leading up to undergrad so like those last high school years um so I was balling everybody else was like chill but I noticed like a colleague of mine was also crying so after the seminar we kind of left the space um and the poem was like you know just to paraphrase it it was about kind of a parent who was saying like although you're in your 20s now you know I check in and I bother you and I blah 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 do all of this because I just love you so much right Um, And so me and that colleague, we decided to kind of like have an aside and have a conversation and kind of process what triggered us in that moment. And for me, what kind of took me to that place of just like crying my eyes out was the fact that, yes, I could totally hear like my mother's voice and saying like, I understand you're in your 20s, but like I'm calling and I'm freaking out because I care about you. But one thing that like really just made me emotional in that moment was like a yearning for my mother and when I say yearning for my mother I love her to death um but if I'm honest our relationship hasn't been as close as it used to be and I think it started when I was in my undergraduate space and I wasn't going to talk about this because it kind of takes me to a place um and so Yes, so our relationship just isn't hasn't been as close. I wouldn't say it isn't now because we had a conversation. I'm going to get there. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, it wasn't as close as it used to be. Um, and I that kind of just hit me in that moment. And the reason why I think it wasn't as cl- close as it used to be is because I kind of withdrew um, over the years. Um, since I, like from before, like that last senior year of high school into undergraduate, into um grad school and then even coming back to the east coast like i really withdrew from like my mom my dad my sibling um and in kind of looking back in the way that i kind of withdrew i realized that i was just such a shitty child during those during that time Mm -hmm. um i had like a lot of attitude i had a lot of angst um 
And I feel like I was just very focused on things that I was going through and not focused on how my interactions impacted those people, right, in my life who I who I really care about. Um, and so it got me to a place where I wound up like sitting my mother down and having a conversation with her where I really just kind of like apologized for that moment. Um, and that brought even more tears because, you know, I got to hear her side and she kind of expressed to me that like for all of these years, she's been wondering maybe like what she did. Mm -hmm. to kind of bring that withdrawal and she was in this space of questioning and like it was just such a healing and transformative moment and so I say all of that to say um, in life I think sometimes our relationships change with people and Mm -hmm. and sometimes we like Sometimes those relationships change and they create distance, and sometimes that distance, you know, comes back and the, the relationship winds up being good to get good again. Mm-hmm. But we never really like address kind of that elephant. We never really address that separation mm-hmm. or that pulling apart moment, that distance moment, mm-hmm. right? Um, and sometimes we don't consider like how our behaviors contribute to that distance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think, like, I feel like now I'm, like, lost in this conversation because I have so many feelings. No. But I feel like at some point, right, if we're truly going to grow in those relationships, if these are relationships that we care about and we want to see them heal and we want to see them get better and we want to kind of, like, recreate that closeness, we really have to take accountability for, like, our stuff and our contribution. Mm-hmm. And we really have to come humbly and, just like Yanla said, not say, I'm sorry, because you're not a sorry individual, but really ask that person for forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we're so caught up in our bubble and we're so concerned about what we're going through that we really don't realize that we may be causing people like days, months, years of like questioning of hurt of what the fuck is going on, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so I guess I just wanted to start off the conversation with, um, have you ever had to approach somebody and maybe ask for forgiveness in an effort to heal a distance in that relationship? Does that all make sense? Yeah, Um, because it actually was like recently Mm -hmm. a group of of us, Sean, (laughs) who I mentioned in my check-in, being one of them um, in the group, and you know, we're really still going through that healing process mm. of getting our friendship not, I don't want to say back to where it used to be because that's not our goal. Just getting our friendship to a healthy level where we're loving and supporting each other. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a version of the past. Um, but it's all about moving forward yeah, and meeting each other where we are now because we're much older than when we were mm. when we first started out. So, you know, we acknowledge that. But... The reason why, like, I brought that up is because, you know, they pretty much told me flat out, like, Eric, when you were pledging, you completely detached from us. Mm. And we didn't know what was going on. You weren't communicating with us. Like, months and months and months went by. And, you know, all of a sudden, like, you come out, you alpha. And even after that, like, we didn't really connect and our friendship just kind of like dwindled like yeah and that was that i had to take ownership 
in that distance. Yeah. Because I realized that I did do that and I just I just had to own up to it. Like yeah. I feel like that was just the first that's the first part of Yeah. I was gonna especially ask Especially when you care about people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you want things to be better. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, what do you think contributed to that distance? And so you mentioned kind of like your process. Um, for me, it like, it really hurt me to hear my mom say, like, I wondered, you know, maybe what I did to kind of contribute to that distance. Because mm-hmm. to be honest, I have like a pretty perfect mother, <laughs> right? Aww. To a point. Yeah. Um, well, not even to a point. I have a pretty perfect mother. Like, she's a pretty dope-ass individual. And what I had to kind of, like, let her know was it really wasn't anything that you or my dad or my sibling did. Mm-hmm. I withdrew from you because I did not like myself over those years. And I didn't know how to handle it. And I didn't know how to handle not liking myself in combination <clears throat> with... Um, the experiences that I was having. And so when I say I didn't like myself, I didn't like the identity that I held or identities that I held, right? Mm -hmm. So being this Mm -hmm. black gay male just didn't sit well with me. Um, Being somebody who struggled with weight didn't sit well with me. When you compound that with trying to traverse like the college sphere and trying to like have interactions with gentlemen and wind up getting played or you know having you know well actually there was a whole bunch of just fuck niggas right so like just getting played over and over and over again and not really feeling like you could share that with someone it just caused me to withdraw and to be really angry and to just like in a sense shut down right Mm -hmm. and so for me that's what caused that distance yeah right on the flip side what got me to the point of apology was really me starting to love myself. So once I decided to accept who I was, to accept that sometimes niggas really ain't shit and sometimes Mm -hmm. we need support in dealing with those ain't shit niggas, Mm -hmm. I got to a place where I was just like, I got to let these people in because I believe they do love me. And then it was confirmed when my mother was just like, all these niggas can hurt you, but I'm never going to do that. Yeah. 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 I, I, I really, I like that because I feel the same way. It's, it's, it, it, it all really came back to me. Like I had created this distance with my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Um, really because not really feeling like they cared. Mm-hmm. So it was that moment of when they brought it to me and was like, no, nigga, like, we cared about that shit. Like, you left us. Yes. I was like... Like, what? Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like how we convince ourselves? I had convinced myself Mm -hmm. of a lie. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was all out of not loving myself. Loving myself, yeah. And depriving myself of that. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like when you look back, it's just like, how much time did I let go? Feeling like nobody cared, feeling like I didn't have anybody to kind of like depend on when all the time people were right there, like, let us love you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where the apology comes in because it's just like, forgive me 
for setting up those barriers when all you wanted to do was love me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to say anything else about what got you kind of to like the point of apology, the point of like wanting to heal these relationships? I I wanted to just comment and say empathy. I think I've witnessed, and I'm sure you have, and a lot of people listening have like witnessed these half-ass sorries or mm-hmm. half-ass apologies. That's mm-hmm. what we're calling it, right? That are That's usually what it just is. like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And nice, this is nasty. why this is a part two episode. Nice, nasty. Mm-hmm. And you'll see what I mean by nice, nasty when you watch the Ayala episode that I was talking about Ooh, with the lady. Okay, um, okay. Because Ayala talked about nice, nasty mm-hmm. and how toxic that kind of attitude and mentality is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's nice, nasty. Yeah. When you are apologizing to someone with an attitude and you really have no empathy, mm-hmm. you're really not seeing how you contributed to somebody's hurt or yeah. or being offended. And I think that getting to that point of apology, when you really care about that mm-hmm. communication, it's also, you got to be open to the fact that that person might not accept your apology. Real. And people are yeah. not like, they're not, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not obligated. Yeah, they're not. To accept they're not. your apology. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're really sincere about your apology, mm-hmm. you won't let that turn you like turn into like a rage or like you have to be willing to accept. Accept, that. yeah. Accept whatever the outcome yeah. is, right? Yeah. Can we this just struck something in me. Can we also talk about apologies without substance? Because I think sometimes that rage comes out when we're just like, oh yo, I'm sorry. The person doesn't accept it. And then we're just like, well, what the fuck? I said I'm sorry, right? But I think so many times we skip over, and this is the part about taking accountability for what we've done. We skip over the part of why we're asking for forgiveness or what we're asking for forgiveness for, right? So it's not just forgive me because our relationship got distant, right? When I was talking to my mom and I'm not saying this is like the gold standard for apologies but I literally drew out events interactions that we had and I was just like I realized I was so shitty here I was so shitty here I don't know why this happened I like this was unacceptable mm-hmm. and I am begging you to forgive me because I can't go on knowing that we had these interactions and be okay. Right. Right? Right. But I think so often we get comfortable and just kind of... I noticed we kind of fell off. We good? I'm sorry for anything that I did. Yeah, you're not really taking that moment to... And that has no substance. It doesn't. Because you don't see your error mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. situation. And or you feel like that person is like... Like, just get over it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, or... You being petty or you being emotional. Stop being, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think we are also in a culture of like telling people, oh, just get over it. Or like, you being too sensitive. Oh, this is really a a part two conversation or a two part conversation. (laughs) Because that getting over it piece that we wrap in. That's nasty. No, that getting over it piece that we wrap in a word called forgiveness. Mm -hmm. We'll touch on that. (laughs) We'll get there. Last thing I just wanted to ask you. What are some outcomes that come from, like, in your experience, from owning your part in a relationship that may have been strained and that you're kind of working to to heal? 
it forces me to see myself in the way that I would prefer not to. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it truly, like, forces you to see that, like, nigga, you're not all, like, the shit. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, you got some things about you that you also need to, like, work on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think, and we talked about this before, like, our perception of ourselves and how other people see us is completely totally different. different. It's totally different. Yeah. And I think that this is one of those moments um, like this when you have to own your part of a situation. It's just an opportunity for us to see ourselves mm-hmm. and, like, sit in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really grateful for moments when we can own our part. Um, I'm just thinking back to, again, this particular situation. And I, I the reason why I'm grateful for it is because I think it has a ripple effect. So when I, for me, the outcome was just like a burden was taken off. And I feel like, you know, my relationship with my parent is different because we're older. But also, mm-hmm. like, there's a closeness there that I think was even better than the closeness before, right? That mm-hmm. we had before. Um, but I loved a part where I heard my mom say, thank you for coming to me in this way, because now it makes me want to go out and not even heal relationships with other people that I've kind of withdrawn from, but just address that with that separation, Right. Is it because you also are in like a, like you're searching for like you want to know how you've wronged or may have wronged people or situations? Well, not me, her, your mom. Yeah. So she was just like you coming to me makes me not necessarily want to go apologize to people, but identify with others that our relationship is not what it used to be and see where things went wrong. So to have that conversation. So I I think, like, if we can create, like, a ripple effect of healing, even though these conversations are mad uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and are really emotionally taxing, Mm -hmm. they're so worth it. Right? Yeah. They're so worth it. How many many relationships (laughs) can we say, like, oh, you know, people love to say, oh, I guess we just grew apart. Right? And sure, situations can tear people apart. But it's very telling when a relationship just fizzles and there's no, hey, what happened here? And that happens a lot. Yeah, it happens a lot. And people have an attitude with it. Like, just like, well, fuck it. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the attitude. It's just like, well, really, mm -hmm. you probably do care. Yeah. You probably do do feel a way. You do. (laughs) You know you do, right? Or relationships pull apart because we're so afraid of having that conversation. So I'd rather just be cool with you on the surface and never talk about this thing. Yeah. Never address this thing. And it's not necessarily addressing it to heal it, but addressing it to be like, we see this huge thing here. But so many people would be like, they're comfortable sitting in like misery yeah and yeah you know making up stories in your mind and scenarios in your mind mm-hmm. and being angry mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. do the work or being at peace <laughs> with that story that you made it up in your mind right right because you were afraid of the truth mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you might be afraid that your ass might have been wrong 
when you know you might have been wrong in the situation? Mm. Mm. My final thought ties into kind of what you just said. Some people love to sit in that misery. I think I'm really pursuing these uncomfortable conversations because I don't want to be miserable, right? I I think I've spent enough of my younger years being miserable in like my processing period and Mm -hmm. my period of self-acceptance. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, And so final thought to the people, misery or happiness, the choice is really yours. Yeah, blue pill, red pill. Have at it. So just going to take a break. And get our lives together and come back with the rest of this show. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. We back, but we about to leave, though. I know. (laughs) Before we do, um, it's time for the hung up or hanging up. Who wants to go first? Um, I'm more on a positive I'm on a hung up. What are you doing? I'm just like a more matter of fact. <laughs> so you can, you can end. Okay, go ahead. Um, just giving a huge shout out and oh, happy Black History Month. And thank you to yes. Solange Knowles, Ugh. who will be dropping. Um, this is a Thursday night. She'll be drop or Yeah, it is Thursday. Album. She'll be dropping her album at midnight. I'm mm-hmm. super excited. Yeah. And her visuals have been fire. And yes, yep. I joined Black Planet. So <laughs> that is that. <laughs> I am hung up on mom. I just really wanted to shout her out. I know I said earlier, you know, for her birthday, but it's a special birthday. So I brought her a bouquet of yellow roses. Yes, bouquet. And it's because she's really just been through a lot. Mm -hmm. She's really been through a lot these past two years with her health. And her life completely changed in a moment. Yeah. Um, And she has really been strong and pressing through. So I'm hung up. Yeah, same. I love you. Shout out my mama too. Mama. Yes. You know I love you. Come on, boys, the man. You know I love you. You know I love you, mama. Mama, you're the queen of my heart. To my mama. Well, I might cut mama that out because if the vocals weren't cute, no, I'm bitch. cutting it out. Yes, <laughs> that was for my mama. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm hung up. And <laughs> also, I just real quick, I just want to say I'm hung up on Danielle Brooks, who I fell in love with on Origins yes, Black. Yes. But earlier today, I saw a clip that she did um, a video for a song that she put together called Black Women. Yeah, she's a singer. And yes, and just beautiful and glowing. And the lyrics were so powerful. Would you take the pain that came with all the parts you want to claim for you? You want my thighs, you want my stride, but not this melanin. Mm -hmm. You want my hair, but you don't care for this complexion. I'm a black woman. So shout out to Danielle Brooks. I'm hung up on her as well. If I could give you the world, 
on a silver platter. <laughs> Would it even matter? You still be mad at me. Right. Exactly. Shout out Jill Scott. Jill from Philly. <laughs> okay. Don't they have similar content? You can hate on me. Hey. <laughs> well, guys, this has been another hey episode. Hate on me, hate on. Hate on me, hate on. That's how she sounds. Yes. Hold me. <laughs> okay. This has been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at IAM. P-R-Y-A-N. Yes, and I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. And on Facebook.com. Oh my gosh. Slash Hung Up Pod. I'm so tired, guys. You hung up, baby. Take a bubble bath. Hung up, podcast. (laughs) Shout out to Connie. Shout out. Monstrous. Love her. I would love for her to come on the show one day. (laughs) Okay. Or dial in. Leave us a message. Speak it. Since none of y'all will, maybe Connie will leave us a message. Does she have minutes? Because y'all surely don't. (laughs) Uh, After the Facebook um, message. Email. Yeah. 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 So. You guys already know. We would love to hear your feedback on this episode. Send it to hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes, and thank you guys so much for your ratings, reviews. Um, yes, all that Go shit. to iTunes. Yes. Give us more. We need more, more, we more, need more. more. Um, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere that you can find a man who loves his mama. Yeah. Okay? Because then he'll love you too. Yeah. That's what's up. You, you guys have a good week. Yes. Peace. Oh, bye. Thank <laughs> you.